Hello and welcome to Under the Skin from Luminary. This week I spoke with Lisa Marciano. Lisa is a Jungian analyst, author of Motherhood, Facing and Finding Yourself and co-host of this Jungian Life podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest of this podcast and all of my weekly Under the Skin podcasts, all you have to do is subscribe to Luminary on Apple Podcasts or download the Luminary app. Also, I have a brand new meditation podcast called Above the Noise out now. I'll be releasing a new guided meditation every Wednesday. They're not available in all markets and they aren't subject to local currency and terms apply. In this part, Lisa and I talk about the relationship between worship and sport and the only way to challenge existing ideas and systems is by harnessing energy and why the energy of sport and the energy of violence are so closely interrelated. Have a listen. I hope you enjoy it. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not no, a successful that, route. Yes, that's, that, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? And welcome to Russell Brand Under the Skin. Here's a subject that. I'm going to take an educated guess that you don't know a great deal about, but we'll be able to apply the, the lens of archetypes to. There's a football tournament on in Europe at the moment known as the Euros. England won last night against the... the, the oh, fair enough, I underestimated you, forgive me. Um, like uh, the... Um, yeah, England beat Germany, and yeah. like obviously, there's a great deal of sort of um, you know sort of military yes. history. But sort of even even if you just sort of kind of confine it to football, um, as it were, and like to recent uh, social events, it was kind of an overwhelming, both personally and uh, it's evidently culturally. Uh, uh, for th this results kind of caused a f sort of a fluctuation in the sort of national. Psyche, I, I wonder what you think about the significance of the, you know nationhood, patriotism, the, the sanitized arena of uh, you know sport, or at least the managed arena of sport, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and what is the power that it operates within? What is its source? Yeah, so so it, it's a great question, especially following up from what we were just talking about, you know, and I'm, I'm going to start off with a quote that I'll not get exactly right. But Jung said something like, religions are there to keep us from having religious experiences. So in other words, they're like a safe conduit instead of us kind of getting blown apart. And And I do think that what gets activated in sport or politics stems from the same place. So Jung had this, he had this concept that he called the religious function of the psyche, by which he meant, and, and I, again, I cannot see that this is not true. He, he, he said that we, were, we are hardwired to seek transcendent experience, to have a relationship with the infinite, that we, we, just, we just, you know, David Foster Wallace, the, the novelist says, you can't not worship. Mm. You're always worshiping something and, and you better pay attention to what you're worshiping because if you worship the wrong thing, it can eat you up. And I think Jung would a hundred percent agree with that. So things uh -huh. like um, nationalism and, and, you know, remember Jung lived through both world wars. He had a front row seat to world war II there in Switzerland. And so, so nationalism or ideologies can be a channel through which this really powerful 
like I want to say God energy flows and it can be incredibly destructive. So Jung was actually very uh, suspicious of kind of mass psychology, I think because of the time that he lived in and he just saw the destructive side. But when you're at a football match, it can be really exultant. It can, it can feel great. And, you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily harmful, but it is tapping into that, um, that kind of ecstatic experience. You know, yeah. the word ec- ecstatic comes from the root. It means to stand outside yourself. Oh, cool. Ecstasis. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, because, um, you know, to, to our, to, uh, we were discussing earlier the power of chaos and what I kind of felt when, like, after the final whistle, like the uh, Wembley, albeit in a diminished socially distanced capacity, still a 40,000 people. Wow like was in a kind of, you know, yes, secular rapture, could if there yes. could be such a thing, to like, um, like sort of um, accompanied by Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline, right? Like in this kind of jaw, good times ever, seems like, it was this real sort of shared euphoric, you, you can see how that can yield to kind of bacchanalia, like that mm-hmm. you could... And, and, you know, I guess, you know, given that you you sort of placed Jung in the context of his time, or someone did, or something did at least, <laughs> uh, like um, that, that there was that obvious example of what happens when, you know, mysticism is unbolted, when folk imagery and the power of the land and mythic themes can be kind of utilized i'm sort of fascinated by that and, and it's pretty clear how the sort of legacy of that has become a kind of banalized technocracy mm-hmm. and yeah um, but i feel like yeah there's been a perhaps an and i want to say an overcorrection i want to say that just because because of what the evident goals of national socialism was both in terms of its military expansionism mm-hmm. and obviously genocide that don't necessarily mean that unleashing those powers will always lead to military expansionism and genocide. It just means there is danger in chaos. But at, a po- at this kind of point of stagnation and homogeneity, mm-hmm. it feels like there's a kind of a requirement for that. In fact, well, I don't know if there is a requirement. Who knows who cares in a way? But the only thing that could possibly challenge hegemony it seems to me, is other comparable ideals that don't really challenge it at all, just sort of ornamentally alter it, or the harnessing of that energy. Wow, that is so interesting. Um, first of all, I love that you use the word unbolted, and I think I'm going to steal that because it's perfect, you know. And and it, and and what you said about you know kind of the the harness, like that loosing that energy and 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 kind of calling on the the, the folkloric history and that kind of thing. You know, it, it makes me think, did you, have you read Jung's essay on Votan? No. It, this is exactly what he talks about. He basically says, you know, what happened in Nazi Germany is because the god Votan got unbolted. And, and it's a fascinating essay. Who We're, wrote that essay? Sorry? Whose essay? Jung's. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, cool. Think, it, I think it's just called Votan. Um, but, uh, you know, where he, he really explores what happened in Germany as an, 
a, a kind of an activation of an archetypal force that got completely out of control. So, and, and then you go on and you said something about, you know, that what's replaced it is these, this sort of very controlled tech, technocracies, you know, that, that are lifeless. And, and that's a danger in a different direction of homogenization and, and sort of killing off any kind of spirituality. And so what's the remedy? And I can tell you what Jung said, because um, he wrote an essay where he addressed this. Um, at the end of his life, I think it was one of the last things he wrote. It was a later work. And he, he said, the, 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 um, the antidote to that, to this kind of mass man, and of course he would, he would use that language, but that kind of, um, you know, aggregating individuals down into these masses where we, we lose the sense of the individual um, is a personal connection with the transcendent. Not, not through some dogmatic church, but that each person to kind of retain that sacred individualism needs to have his or her own relationship with the infinite. That that's the thing that keeps us from just becoming part of a grinding machine. Yeah. Because it, uh, you know, we said about sort of Foster Wallace's kind of uh, you know the worship principle that you know addiction is full of devotion and patriotism is full of devotion and so is murder and like, like all of these are kind of these you know yeah these what Yates would call like that you know those sort of, I don't know that terrifying conviction or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I feel yes. like I feel like. Um, uh, the perhaps the only panacea the only medicine for that would be a, a kind of a point within a kind of an inward connection to god that's exactly what jung says ah oh, right then okay so we can use jung to overthrow the government just <laughs> work out the wording <laughs> perfect if you're enjoying this conversation, join me over at Luminary on Apple Podcasts for the rest of our discussion and for all the latest episodes of Under the Skin. 